This is the ninth installment of Heated Agreement. This week's episode, we are going to talk about the 2019 conference champions and how we think they will go forward in 2020. We also have our friend Minty stop in to talk about the first and worst sports venues. So with that, let's get after it. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. The beat that I'm banging is delicious. Goddamn heated agreement is a motherfucker. No, I had an He always does this shit, by the way. He says, we're going to have three. Strict limit of three. And then he says, so I have some honorable mentions. And lists off ten fucking things. Nah, fuck that. I'll find a new team. Yeah, but James is also the biggest, like, wishy-washy professional sports fan of all time. Do you like the Cowboys or the Texans? I like them both. Do you like the Astros? That was the way I That's not. None of that was true. Okay, well, now that none of When I ask Texans... The story behind that isn't true. I'm a Cowboys and Texans fan because my dad is a Cowboys fan and the Texans weren't a team until I was eight. So my dad's an Astros fan. fan before that. Um, and yes, yeah, I'm an Astros bandwagon fan. I'm not a bandwagon fan at all. Yeah, wait, wish you talk about wishy-washy. You created your your baseball fandom based off a team you played with on MLB the show. No, based on a team I played with in MVP baseball 2004 when I was in pre-K when I just got into baseball. And I've been a diehard you fan in ever pre-K since. pre-K in 2004. Fine, I was a year off. Anyway, talk about wishy-washy. That's wishy-washy. How is that wishy-washy? I've been a fan since 2003. I've been an Astros fan and a Cowboys and a Texans fan since I was born. You just said that the Texans weren't invented, to, weren't al- uh, alive right. since, they were a, eight, since you were eight. Right. I've been a Texans fan since they were born. That's even, look, I've been a Texans fan since they were born and a Golden Knights fan since they were Shut born. The That's fuck more up. that is more day one than you have been in your whole life. No, it's not. How is that not? I've been Welcome back in the heated agreement. We are going to preview the conference champions from the 2019 season. We are going to tell you about the most iconic football stadiums, and we're going to get a little bit weird. Let's go. Many. Yo. What do you want to talk to us about? What's that topic? I, and I got a topic for you here. Um, so on my drive back today, I was listening to uh, the pod, you know, Pat McAfee's. And they, I don't know what they said got me thinking about this, but uh, I want to hear your uh, top five most iconic sports venues ever. Ooh. Um, I've got my list if you want to hear it. Let's uh, hear it. Why y'all think about uh, before I get in, before I get into my list here, do you include uh, golf courses? 
no. Whatever. Shut up. Whatever you consider a sports venue, a golf course is 100% a sports venue. Um, so I don't even know if I agree with my top five because this is a really, really hard list to make because there's so many things you can include in here. Um, I don't have a soccer stadium in my top fives. I don't know anything about soccer. So right there alone. But uh, uh, number five, I've got to go with uh, the Brickyard Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It is the pinnacle of motorsports. Uh, been around since the 1920s. Um, there's nothing more iconic than drinking and pouring milk on yourself in uh, in Victory Lane after the Indy 500. That's my number five. Uh, number four, I got it with one of the oldest football stadiums in the United States, uh, the Rose Bowl. Um, it's hosted everything from, you know, obviously the iconic Rose Bowl game. Uh, it's also hosted Super Bowls, uh, World Cups and Olympic sport, Olympic events, uh, Wrigley Field. I think that one explains itself. And uh, Woody will probably destroy me if he disagrees on baseball. Listen to him because he's forgotten more about baseball than I've, I'll ever know. Uh, <laughs> number, number two, um, screw you, Woody. A golf course is a, a sporting venue. Augusta National, it is the pinnacle of um, the, ma the four majors. Anybody who owns a set of golf clubs, dream is to step – just to go, just step foot onto Augusta National from uh, uh, Bergman's place, the, what, the, like the 90,000-square-foot club shop there. Um, you know, see the green jackets to the, the Amen's Corner, uh, the most legendary streak of three – the best streak of three holes ever on the history of golf. Uh, number one. This is a plot twist for you, and one y'all definitely would have thought of, but it is probably the most iconic sport venue on the face of the earth that we don't think about. I think this place symbolizes everything man has ever accomplished. Um, the architecture of every stadium you can possibly think of is modeled after this one. Um, I'm throwing it back 2,000 years to the Roman Coliseum. Uh, I, was thinking, for, I was thinking that one. For 2,000 2, years old. It had twice the capacity of Baylor's McLean toilet bowl. Uh, <laughs> you, you think about gladiators. Obviously, it's not what we associate with sports today in the 21st century, but how can you not list the Roman Coliseum as the most iconic sporting venue of all time? Wow. So, That's a here we go. I, I, can't, I can't wait to hear y'all's takes. Like I said, I can debate with myself. I've been doing it all day. And everything from you know Madison Square Garden, which has hosted so much stuff, uh, there's so many football fields. I mean, Lambo. Uh, I, you can go. List can go on and on. We could probably argue this all night. Let's, let's see what y'all have to say. So I, I'm gonna go real quick. I think the only fair way to do this <clears throat> is to break it up. And I think you could go top three in all the sports. So finding a way to He's say twelve say 15 names now. fucking things and take every answer away from everybody else. <laughs> Same shit, different week. Okay, so well if that's the case, if y'all can be little bitches about it, I'll uh I'll try to pull something off the top of my head. So what what comes to mind right away is Augusta. That that's definitely gonna be one of your top five. I mean from a guy that didn't follow golf until college, I don't even follow it now, but I mean, I didn't, like, if I saw it on the channel, it didn't matter if it was the Masters or what, I changed the channel up until about four or five years ago. 
Um, but I always knew about Augusta and about the Masters and the Green Jackets and everything. So I think you got to throw that in there when even common or not your common sports fans know about it. Then uh, I think you have to put Fenway on there. The uh, top five. What? As a top five. Yeah. The green monster is something as a kid that you just, when you're playing in your backyard, anytime you have a, a high wall somewhere, you just call it the green monster and try to hit it over that. Yeah, I mean, even the Astros tried to copy it. Right. Uh, it wasn't copying it as we ran out of room. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever walked over there in left field? There's not a lot of room back there before you get to the street. Uh, yeah, they hit the they hit the the fifteen foot building line and said, "Oh fuck," that's what happened. So, then, those two are pretty much right there. I like the Rose Bowl, but I'll go somewhere different. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll go I'll go Lambo and Madison Square Garden, and then. Can I do old Yankee Stadium? For sure. He just took literally every single one of my picks but Augusta. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll get rid of that then. Dodger Stadium. You can have Yankee Stadium. Oh, that was the other one. <laughs> um, but then there's, like, stuff that, like, you walk into, and it's – I haven't been to a ton of legendary stadiums, but uh, Bryant Denny is – obviously be been redone but that stadium is just when you walk in there and you see all the coaches of bear brian and gene stallings and just the just the legacy around that program that whole stadium just has a different feel to it uh i've been to the rose bowl that place is magnificent it needs to be updated it needs a facelift but like the surroundings and everything about it is just awesome um and then AT&T Stadium gets a lot of hate because it's such a commercialized deal. But that, that stadium is badass. Uh, Woody's not going to like that one. I love Jerry World. I wouldn't say it's the most iconic, but I do love no, Jerry World. No, yeah, that's why I'm not. it's not on my list. All right. Now that Jorphy's made 12 picks. <laughs> James, what do you got? All right. Uh, I got four because – they already listed 10 of them that could have been on my list. Um, at number five – or well, number four because I only have four. Uh, Cowboy Stadium. I was just going to say just because the stadium is so iconic that they can get any event they want there, and the involved parties will agree to play there. Everybody wants to play there. Uh, and it can – it changed how people looked at in-stadium entertainment. Like if you go to a game there – especially a Cowboys game. It's, it's just totally different than anywhere else. It's, it's maybe, maybe it's too much that it's not focused on the game, but the, the in-stadium entertainment is like unlike any other. Uh, number three is Soldier Field. I mean, they've been playing there since like 1926. Yeah. Uh, it's just iconic. And I guess it, it just kind of gets overshadowed by Lambo some because of – the name of Lambo and the Packers national brand. Um, and, you know, the fact that Mitchell Trubisky plays at the Bears, it plays at Soldier Field, so who the hell cares? <laughs> uh, then at number two, 
the Astrodome. It's not in use anymore, but it was the eighth wonder of the world for a reason. Like, it was a big thing when it was started. Um, not was just it? in Houston, like all around the U.S. It was the thing in sports. It Wasn't was that the Jones Stadium? Yeah, something like I mean, it has a whole turf named after it, a whole type of artificial turf named after it. And then number one is the L.A. Coliseum because – just the events it held. It's about to be the first venue to hold three Olympics. It's had an Olympic Super Bowl. Um, World Series games have been played there. The Coliseum has had everything played there. And honestly, it's not that great of a stadium to watch a football game at just because it's not built for that. And you're, if you're not in great seats, you're so far away. But the venue is iconic just because of all it's held. Those are my four. I also want to throw out, since I didn't have a fifth, I'm going to throw out a worst, one worst, the worst in sports, Tropicana Field. Tear it fucking down, okay? The turf is awful. It looks like shit. They've got, they've got walkways that, that home run balls hit, and they have to make special rules about which one's a fucking home run. Like, who the hell built that to where Aaron Judge could hit 17 balls off of the fucking walkway? All right, tear that stadium down. Well, hi to you guys, too. It's a cat. What's up, Flounder? There he is. All right. How you feeling? Oh, drinking water. That that good? You feeling that good? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, sir. Woody, give us your uh, most iconic stadiums. I mean. I love that I got the uh, the memo on this. Yeah, well, actually, we didn't even – Minty's Minty. the one that brought this up. Yeah, we just we're just going like off five minutes ago. This, this is off the bat. So, there's been like 20 fucking stadiums named. I'm trying to come up with something else. Um, I mean, shit, Minty even mentions Madison Square Garden, which I wanted to talk about. Um. All right, I got I got one for you. What? What about think about some college basketball stadiums or arenas? Ooh, we haven't talked I about mean, any of those. There's Rupp, right? That Rupp's got to be way up there. Um, that's a hell of an atmosphere. I don't. That's still number two. Rupp is number two. Number three. Number. What's number Rupp's one? Rupp's number three. Rupp's, Rupp's number, number three. Rupp's number four. For what's me. number? Uh, I know Wait, where one and two what, are. Coach K Arena? Cameron Indoor. Oh, it's number five for me then. Cameron Indoor. Indoor. Is that just the name of the court? Allen Fieldhouse. Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, what's higher than that? Higher than I would put Rupp at three. Where's Rupp? Okay, so you're missing um the Dean Dome is not better than Rupp. No, Where's I say the Dean Dome. I'm just no, saying. That's um, um, sorry. Uh, you're missing the uh, Indiana Hoosiers Arena. Fuck, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, ah, yeah. give me Rupp. Yeah, I'd, Rupp? I'd rather have Rupp. And then. Where is Rupp? Kentucky, Lexington. That's what I was wondering. I was like, I don't know what the name of that place is, but definitely number one for sure. Rupp is not number one. Cameron Indoor is better than Rupp for no, without yes. a doubt. Um, I will say I'll go a little bit off the beaten path. I don't know where. Um, 
if you want to just talk sporting venues, Mississippi State's baseball park is absolutely incredible. It holds 11,000 people. They have a whole left field where all you do is tailgate and barbecue the entire game. I want to go there real bad. I think it'd be Swayze's really badass. Swayze's like that too. Swayze's a little bit like that, but not with the same tailgate atmosphere, atmosphere as Mississippi State. But every time they hit a home run at Swayze, they have the Beer Swayze shows. shower. Swayze's where, over yeah. I don't have a clue where any of these places are. Y'all got to give some kind of context. Cause well, I said Mississippi State's baseball field. Swayze. I don't know where that is. Old Swayze's Miss. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. I didn't know that. I knew that they do beer showers for, like, I don't know, crazy. But where's Cameron Indoor? I don't know where that is either. That's Cameron Duke. Indoor is, is Duke's basketball. I call Cameron Indoor Coach K Arena. Um, oh, the, the one basketball one that we were also missing is the Palestra at the uh, Philadelphia Big Five Arena. Uh, I don't know how many of y'all know about it, that, but you, there's a really good article you should read about that stadium. I've uh, never heard of it. So basically – it was an arena that was uh, – right now it's Penn's stadium, but it was oh. like Penn, Temple – the Philadelphia Big Five, Penn, um, Temple, uh, Villanova, uh, St. Joseph's, and I can't remember who the fifth is. In Temple. It was like – He already said Temple. Anyway, and they all shared – they all played in the stadium against each other, and just all the stories behind it are great. You just got to read it. That's um, really- so look up that one. What about that the one's swamp? A, that one's above Rupp. No. What about the swamp? It's on my list to go. Uh, I don't know. That's my cousin that almost went there. Or Death Valley. I think Death oh, Valley. Oh, Death, Death Valley is very iconic. The real, the real Death Valley is super iconic, and it is a wait, fucking what? badass time. Hold on. We've gone from basketball to baseball to football now, so wait, what are we – are we just talking the most iconic? Iconic sports Iconic stadiums. sports venues. How did y'all talk about all of those before you got to Death Valley? Like, come on, man. Well, we were thinking like Fenway, Madison Square Garden, oh, okay. Lambo, the Rose Bowl. the big house, man. Nah. It's iconic. You can't say it's not. No, it is, but it's not top five all time. Oh, I didn't say it was top five all time. I right. thought we were we've talking also about. Lifted, well, we've also listed like 25 <laughs> names. <so> yeah. <laughs> we, big we house, have... He's right. The big house should have been mentioned by now. Well, I beat the drum and hold the phone. The sun came out today. Before we get started on college football, um nobody gives a shit about the MLB draft. I know this. But that's not I true. I feel like it's getting more hype this year since there's no baseball. Maybe. I always pay attention to it. I've done a lot of research on it. The only thing I want to talk about is our boy, Asa Lacey, will, is a top three pick lock. Really? Uh, we yes. already knew that. He's a lock. He's, I didn't know that. He's, a lot of people think he could go number two, but the general consensus is he falls to three to the Miami uh, Dolphins. So, Marlins, not Miami Dolphins. Jesus Christ, Miami Marlins. That would be a, that would be very impressive though if he did get drafted by the Mar- by the Dolphins. Yeah, 
they need all the help they can get. I was going to say, man, it probably wouldn't be out of their own possibility. The, are they the ones that have been making all these terrible deals, or is it the Bucks? I'm pretty sure it's the, that's the Texans. <laughs> and now it's time for Jorphy to talk about how much he hates Bill O'Brien. This is Fuck a weekly dude. feature in our podcast. Fuck that dude. He sucks. All right. Let's talk about college football then. Perfect season national championship. As they say in the Bayou, les it a bon Let the good times roll. LSU sits on the throne of college football. LSU. So we're gonna. If y'all got anything you want to say before we go into, we're gonna break it down one game at a time. I'm gonna get a pen and write down what y'all saying. We're gonna make a graphic and put it on Twitter and see if we get any people pissed off. Yeah, fuck. Me. I think LSU is gonna fall off considerably from where they were. They not only lost um, the best player in the country last year. They lost a first round running back. They lost a first-round wide receiver. They lost a ton on defense. They had something like, I think it was 11 players drafted. They lost a lot. They also lost Joe Joe Brady. Mm -hmm. They lost Joe Brady and Dave Aranda. That's That's a big pickup by Baylor. I know we haven't talked about that. We'll get to it later. People don't talk about Dave Aranda. That is a huge loss for that defense. Yeah. To, James. to back up Woody's stance, LSU is 127th out of the 130 uh, Division I FBS schools in return, percentage returning production at yep. 42%. 42% of their production last year is returning. And that's all just – that's just um, – they're two wide receiver studs. Uh, Jamar, Chase. Uh, Jamar Chase and Terrace Marshall. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So, right. So, I, and and maybe they surprise us, you know, with the guys that they're replacing them with. I just don't see them as as the Bamas yet that can just I, throw out. Just throw I'll out. I'll give more you a little spoiler them. on their schedule. I think they finished fourth in the SEC West. I uh, I went and looked at their recruiting class and did a little bit of not film watching, but just like reading up on the guys. And I always like to look at and see how many high profile guys they get on campus at the spring. I know, and this year is even more different, but the only notable guys are Eric Gilbert and Elias Ricks. So, I mean, spring enrollees are pretty irrelevant this year, though. There's no spring right, ball. Right, Doesn't exactly. Matter. Well, actually, LSU got two weeks in. I know it's okay. two weeks, but uh, okay. there was spring ball. Didn't so, they have COVID on campus, or am I wrong about that? What? No, that thing was – that wasn't COVID, what you're thinking of. I saw something that we had a recruit that came, or not a recruit, uh, early enrollee. There were four student athletes that got coro- that tested positive for coronavirus. They were all asymptomatic, and it wasn't a big deal. It's all been handled. They've all oh. gone through tracking. It's that's not a, a, it's a I thought you were talking about that story that came out before coronavirus was serious, and they were like, "There's a case on A&M's campus," and everybody was freaking out. No, no. I was talking was about the thing that was like came out like yesterday. No, it's a yeah. non-story. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just going to backpack off of Woody. They had 50 – I mean, I'm sorry. They had five first-rounders in one draft this past year. That's not just – like, even if you are in Alabama, you don't 
you probably don't replace them. Alabama might, but even that's hard to do. Off of last year's team, just last year's team, there are 20 of those guys on NFL rosters right now. Just off of last year's team. Their fucking long snapper got drafted. That's unbelievable. So now we're going to go game by game. So I'm going to go ahead and write down UTSA, Rice, Nickel State as Ws. Y'all cool with that? Everybody yep. go, go with that? So then that brings us to week two when Texas comes to town. Woody, give me your, give me your prediction here. A couple things coming to play. I think they're actually going to – as much as I hate Texas, I'm looking at it unbiasedly – I think it's pretty even of a matchup. Having said that, it's at LSU. We know it's going to be a night game because it's early in the season and it's a big matchup nationally, which means night game in Death Valley. Assuming there are fans in the stadium, you have to give the edge to LSU in that game because it's a close matchup and it's a night game at Death Valley. You don't walk into Death Valley at night and win very often. Also, we're gonna we're gonna play this game assuming there's a full stance until we hear otherwise. Obviously we think there will be restrictions, but for the for the purpose of this, we'll That makes my pick even easier. Give me LSU. All right. Who's next? Flounder? Um so I think LSU's defense is just too much. I just don't – like, when was the last time Texas played in Death Valley? Like, because I, I don't remember. Was it the Southwest 90s? Conference days. Yeah, so, I mean, it had to have been, you know, 20-plus years ago at this point. I don't think that Texas has ever played in an environment like that, and I don't know if they ever will in the Big 12 with the opponents that they face on a regular basis. Like, I mean – I don't know who is who have they traveled to recently that has. I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you right now that LSU is like going to play in Lubbock and adding fifty thousand more people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like who who has Texas traveled to recently that that even has like seventy five percent of what LSU brings to the table as far as what the fans bring. So I mean, Notre Dame, USC, but yeah, but like, are... the last, I mean. Okay, so the last USC game. USC, USC uh, stadium at- atmosphere is not even close. No, it's garbage. I'm just saying big names. I mean. Yeah, but, like, that that's that's kind of what I'm saying. So, like, I, I just see that being more of a factor than – I don't know. Maybe it won't be a factor at all. But to me, Death Valley matters huge. If LSU even gets off to a sort of a quick start, I just don't see how Texas could possibly keep up. Because even if – because the problem with LSU has always been that they, they've they always had a good team, great receivers, you know, good running back, just stellar defense. I mean, whether or not it was actually like winning games, it was they, – they were playmakers, ball hawks. They had so many things going for them dynamically. And I, I don't think that there's any reason to think that LSU won't play to that same level. You know, obviously with the new guys that are coming in, you kind of have to expect there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But at the same time, I just think that with the big implications of it, I think Coach O is going to have that team ready and uh, that they're not going to drop that one to Texas that early in the season. One thing I do want to add is who, does anybody know Texas's first game of the year? Is it a cupcake? Yeah, 
It's no, that's uh, UTSA's LSU. I think they play La Tech. Okay. No, no, oh. they play they play USF. Okay, so for all intents and purposes, that's a dub for Texas, right? Yeah, South Florida. Um, one thing I will say is there's two things that, for whatever reason, Tom Herman is very good at as a coach. He gets his players ready for big games. They always play better in big games. They drop the weird games. That's just the way his teams perform. The second thing is long breaks, his team balls out. Bowl games, beginning of the season, his team balls out because they had a lot of time to prepare. For whatever reason, that's just the way it works. That's what's going to keep Texas in this game early. I'm telling you right That's now, what's going to make this a very good ball game. I, I'm just going to tell you right now, after watching last year's game, and every I was going to talk about that. Everything that you just mentioned is why I'm actually picking Texas to win. LSU just doesn't return enough for me. Um, yeah, it's in Death Valley, but, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Texas is going to be pretty salty comparatively. I mean, they're not going to play anybody, but – I wouldn't be surprised if Texas goes 11 and one with a stupid slip up. I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll beat OU and they'll beat LSU because those are big games. Tom Herman is going to get them up for that. Um, and one thing I think about Tom Herman is I think that he is one of the best coaches at game planning when you give him time. So I don't think he's a great coach all in all, because I think a weekend, a week basis, he doesn't do a great job of getting his guys to refocus. I think if you give him and his guys enough time, they're going to game plan and beat you. Just go look at his bowl records. They, they had no business beating Utah or Georgia, and they kicked the shit out of Utah, and they kicked the shit out of Georgia. Just comparatively speaking, those teams were better than they were throughout the year. Texas limped into the bowl game, into bowl season, I should say. And then Tom Herman rallies up the troops. And, like, they're on the verge of trying to fire him when he's got, a, like, a probably 75% of a Jimbo contract kind of deal where they can't afford to fire him right now. And they want to fire him going into bowl season. They beat the shit out of Utah. Now they're turning around thinking they're going to make the playoffs. I don't, I don't <laughs> think that any – I don't think they were looking to fire him. I think that's just – you hear talking heads, not even talking heads. You hear anonymous people on Twitter talking shit. I don't I, think that, I, I don't think Texas was anywhere near ready to fire him. Um, no. But I'm also going to pick Texas to win this game. And yeah, you know we can talk about the returning thing, and that's a big deal for LSU this year. But it also is about the timing of the game and all the stuff going around it. I don't think LSU has enough time together as a team with you know missing brand all the quarterback and with a brand new quarterback and missing all the practice they're going to miss enough time to replace all that stuff. So I think all that together is why I'm going to pick Texas. Also, I'm not even going to go into the bowls because bowl games also are meaningless if if they're not um, playoff semifinals. Game. Yeah, I mean they're they're basically meaningless. Half the players half the players sit out. The other half are thinking about what they're doing tonight at wherever the hell the team's partying. Or so, whatever uh, events they have going on for the bowl games. I mean, it's all about the events. So based on our agreements, we got Texas either. Fitty fitty. We we and either got honestly. Texas. That's where I like the game. I think it's a toss up. I think it's a coin flip game. Yeah, in the way that Texas played them last year, when they did have Dave Aranda, 
makes me think that Texas is going to win by two scores. That's ah, it's going to be big. close. It's going to be close. And, two and scores? I think that, you know how yeah, easy it is to cover You're giving them scores? a 10-point spread? No, I'll Kane's bet that right now. No, if you give me a nine-and-a-half line, I'm board. taking the over. I'm taking the under. Nine-and-a-half line, I'll take the under right now. Kane's bet. Put it on the board. Put it on the board. Fine. Kane's You're giving bet, me Kane's a nine-and-a-half point spread. Kane's bet. Kane's bet. Yeah. Whatever. I, I mean, I'm – Will not be I think, I'm taking Texas, one, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a close game. I think. James, you want in on that action? No, I think it's gonna be a close game. I'm not an idiot. I think it will too. I think it will too. I'm not saying you just Texas. said it won't. Yes, yeah, you, you can be up by a fucking touchdown and then kick a field goal at the end of the game to make it sure. two scores. You could. That's what or, I think. You. That's what or, I think. Or you can score a meaningless touchdown at the end of the game to make it a seven point game. It happens all the time. That's what's gonna happen. See, see the Texas LSU game last year. God. Meaningless touchdown in the end made it look closer than it was. I mean, it can go either way. I don't. I don't know how you expect us to just understand that you un, that you meant it was going to be close, and then a late score with a nine and a half point spread. I love that. Vegas, Vegas will open. Vegas will open with LSU that game three and a no, half. No, it'll open. It'll open. It'll open Texas. I think it'll open Texas as a slight favorite. Texas maybe maybe two and a half. I bet you it's already open. I bet you it's already open. So. What we have is a 50-50 split. So, LSU is either 2-1 and one or 3-0 or and oh headed into a home game against Ole Miss after Rice. They're beating the dog crap out of Ole Miss there. Yeah, no, give me LSU. Ole, Ole Miss will be improved. Don't, I, I'm, it's at LSU. It's Lane Kiffin's it. first year in the system. People are going to be buying into the John Rice Plumley hype. I'm out. Give me LSU. Sorry, Flounder. Fuck me. All good. Uh, wait, is this still wait. about Texas? Oh, no, right. now we're oh, talking right. about Ole Miss. Also, also, if you clip that last part right, it'll say it'll have Jorphy saying "flounder fuck me." So I think that yeah. should happen. Definitely edit that properly. Um, you know, I think Ole Miss takes this one personally. <laughs> really? You got Ole Miss over LSU in LSU? Hold wait, hold on. Who's? Yeah, no, no. This is at LSU. Never mind. I thought this was at Ole Miss. I think that it matters that much, to be totally honest. Because, um, again, I, I don't know. Who who does LSU even have at quarterback this year? Miles Brennan. Miles Brennan is the presumed starter. Miles They're pretty boy. So that's – that's I mean, I don't know. Y'all may disagree with me, but that's always – I think that L, I, I think that that's always LSU's Achilles heel because they always have salty defense, decent offensive line play, savage receivers, and a decent <laughs> running back. So – you know, I don't know. We'll see. That, that's also, awesome, but I think that it, LSU takes that one. Wait, I gotta wait for James to come back because the line is open, and I'll tell y'all when we get here. Um, so, the only thing that worries me about LSU next year is the fact that Miles Brennan was already pretty salty coming out of high school, and he had a year what under Joe Brady. They no. already opened up the lines. Oh, what is it? What I said it was. LSU three and a half. Yep. So you think Texas? You think Texas is going to win by, by nine and ten, a half? By nine and a half. By, by ten. ten points. So you're taking. So you're taking Texas minus minus nine and a half when they're three point dog, three and a half point dogs. Yep. It's already on the board. He's okay. fucked. That, hey, I'm, I'm not saying he's fucked. Texas I might is definitely put good. Bucks on that. 
Sure. But but that, yeah, that's gonna well, be like plus two that's gonna be like two hundred to one. If you buy the if you buy the points or sell the points? Yeah, if I sell the points to nine and yeah. a half, the alternative lines will be like two. I don't even to know one. if you can, you think you can get an alternative line that far from the the fucking spread. No, they they give you stupid lines like that all the time. Especially on the especially on the underdog. Yeah, because they I'm see just it saying as free I'm just saying usually. there's a reason that that odds gonna be like two hundred to one. Right. Yep. I, I agree. There's but a reason. And you put it on a fifty fifty bet. I'm just making sure you realize. You put it on a fifty fifty bet. I'm Even buying money the bet. dude I'm buying the dude canes. What fuck it. I don't care. No, th- uh, but okay, see that's the wrong mentality to have about canes bets. All right. If you come at me and say it's just a eight dollar canes box. No, it's not an eight dollar canes box. It's your pride. It is the shame you get when you have to purchase that canes box for the person next to you that is smarter than you. That's what's on the line here. Bingo. I could just give you I could just give you eight dollars. Fuck that. That's not gonna happen. It's not about the eight dollar canes box. It's about the joy of saying, Hey, you owe me canes because I am smarter than you. That's what it's about. Bingo. I'm gonna stay out of that. All right. That's why that's why what do you have for Ole Miss? That's why I will make one dollar bets with anybody that wants because I don't care about the money on the line. I want to prove to you that you're an idiot. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, that you're a dumbass. Yeah, please. So we all have Ole Miss and we all have Nickel State. So James and I have LSU at five and O and Flounder and Woody have them Backwards. at four. Backwards. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all got it. Two of us have them at four and one, two of us have them at five and oh. Now they go right. to Florida. They're losing at Florida. I'm not gonna They're say much at here. Florida. Hundred percent. Um I said, Florida brings I, back so much talent. Yeah, they're, yep. they're they're losing at Florida. I said at the beginning of the year, or not at the beginning of the year, I said this a couple weeks ago that um, Georgia's not a shoe-in to win the East because of Florida. So I'm definitely picking Florida to win this game. You know, uh, Florida's bringing back a lot of talent. So you you remember uh, how we were talking about a couple late scores can change the whole like look outlook of the game if you didn't watch it. That's what this LSU Florida game was last year. It was back and forth. Florida had the lead. And then Florida kind of blew it there at the end, and all of a sudden LSU gets a defensive score, and all of a sudden they they won by like thirteen, I think. I'm I'm hoping that this is another like a a just a traditional LSU Florida game, twelve to nine, and it's ugly the whole game, but it's fun as hell to watch for some reason. That's what I'm looking for here. Yep. Uh, I don't know if that's what's going to happen. I probably not, but it would be fun. At Arkansas, going to give them the dub. The dub. Hundred percent. Now, Mississippi now, wait, State. Wait, I want to I place an over-under. Over-under five and a half years before Arkansas is competitive in the SEC. Like oh, competitive, define competitive. Top, top half of their division. Over. Over-under how many? Five and a half years. Wait, That's over half a decade. You got so to think one year they'll mix in a year where they go 500 in the SEC. That's top, th- top three. They have to be top three in the West. Over, oh. in the top half. over, over, 100% over, over, over. See, this is basically about whether you think they can be good enough to where they can luck into a good season. The, over. The, the, the re- be like six years. It could be seven. Like, but I just don't think that it happens within the next five. I really you, don't. So you know the problem with this over under bet right here, right? Which one? That is, Alabama uh, and LSU and A and M are going to be, and Auburn are going to be competing for those top three spots every year. That and Arkansas never gets an easy win like Arkansas on their schedule. 
<laughs> that, that's true. true. And, and uh, honestly, Arkansas is the one school in the West that doesn't seem to be moving up right now. Yeah. So, like, mean, every other even school if is you improving. Look at Ole Miss. Ole Miss has a brand new shiny head moves. coach. They're, they're making moves. Arkansas is – Miss still State the, has the fuck Mike fucking Leach, the pirate, hey, ready to you. captain the ship. Arkansas has never had a better match. I thought Brett Bielema was a good match, but they have never had a better match at head coach than they do right now. Yeah, uh, and, and uh, yeah, they have a they have a new coach, but I wouldn't even characterize him as a shiny Pittman. coach. Yeah, Sam Pittman is Arkansas. He has Arkansas written all over him. Speaking of shiny new coaches, LSU will then host Miss State. Before y'all just chalk this up, I'm going to go ahead and say that. I hope it's not A&M, but Mike Leach is going to take one of the big dogs down in the SEC. We didn't even talk about Lane Kiffin. Oh, uh, okay. So, we need, a, we, we, need a, we need to talk about something. Yeah, Mike Leach does that. Mike Leach also is the, um, the king of losing every big game or losing a bunch of just – not big games. A lot of um, gimme games almost. You know, like the games they're supposed to win, Mike Leach finds a way to shit those away. Right. He did it at, at – at, Washington State every year. True. Uh, so I, I mean, how many years? What was the Washington Tech, State thing? He did it at Tech every year except for 2008. What, what was the Washington State thing? They lost to two FCS schools in two in a three year stretch or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm. He just finds a way to lose shitty games, but then yeah, he does find a way to win games like this. I think I think we need to temper the expectations for. Lane Kiffin, Mike Leach this year because we're going to have such an abbreviated schedule for players to understand the system and get it. And we're still talking early in the season. This is what, game six? No, no we're is... at game eight now. Oh, yeah. we're at game eight. Okay. So, yeah, they'll Week start to be understanding eight. the system. But Lane Kiffin and Mike Leach don't exactly run simple offenses either. These are very he's complicated also, offenses. He's also got a guy coming in from Stanford that I think can pick it up. Week, week eight, game eight, by the way. They, have, they don't have a bye before this. Oh, okay. so, KJ, KJ Costello should be able to pick it up by week eight. Maybe. But KJ Costello isn't throwing to KJ Costello. I mean, right. he's not the only one that has to pick up this These offense. are These are complicated <laughs> offenses that these two, that these two uh, head coaches run. Yeah. And anyway, there's going to be – there's not going to be spring ball for all this stuff to happen. So I didn't say they were going to take somebody down at the beginning of the year. And all I'm saying is, is we need to temper the expectations this year for these new systems because it could take a full year for some of these players to get it. All right. Hey. Anyway, I don't think I don't think Miss State comes in and beats LSU. I don't, I don't either. I got him as a in win. Death Valley. I'm taking LSU. What you got, Flounder? Motherfucker. You're good. What was your cane bet? Kane's bet, by the way. Uh, Texas yeah. would win by nine plus nine and a half. Texas minus nine and a half. Sorry, for Jordy. You almost Jordy. fucked me there, man. Well, I could have if I said plus. I could have just said that was a, that's the your line. You have plus nine and a half. I got so wait, the who, graphic. Who said who has Texas minus nine and a half? Jorfy. Okay. Anyway. Um, all right, so I think we're all in agreement on that one. And then they have a bye week. Here comes Murderer's Row. And then they yeah. play Bama. At home. They're L. Lo- it's at home, but they're still losing to Bama. That's an L. Um, I get, like, that's it's, – it's one of those rivalries where anything can happen. But it's Bama. 
but I'm not betting against Bama. I'm not uh, betting well, against Bama. Here's the deal. We Bama's can't talk. On offense, they're returning. Najee Harris and Jalen Waddle. And Jalen Waddle. That's it. No, no they called that um, uh, the receiver. The other receiver. Yeah. Um, Crap. Smith. Yeah. Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith. Who happens to be a bad bitch. He is. I am actually taking LSU to win this one because it's at home. That's it. You you can't talk about how LSU is going to be down this year and how. This is week 10. This is week 10. So? You talked about how they're going to be down this year and how they're not going to be what we – what they were last year, and now you're telling me that they're going to beat Alabama. When did I say that? Y'all okay, said but that. also – No, also, I said that also, Texas is going to come in with the week with all that time to prepare and beat them at home because it's the second week of the season, and they won't be, they won't be as far along because of the COVID and everything. Also, LSU could go undefeated and still not be what they were last year. Let's no just doubt. be clear. That no team doubt. is, is one of the best ever. So, he already has them losing two games. Obviously not what they were last year. But he's also crazy for picking them to yeah. be Bama, in my it's, opinion. It's Bama. So, Flounder, what you got, Bama or LSU? Bama all day, obviously. Who's that quarterback that they're coming back with? Um, they're not coming back with that. one. Yeah, they well, are. They're you're right. talking about um, – Matt Jones? Matt Jones, but that's not who's going to be starting for him. Yeah, yeah, we're not talking about him. I'm, I feel like it was somebody else, but I could be wrong. It's a uh, freshman. It's a true no, freshman. No, they got a bad some bitch coming out of high young. school. But out of wait, wait, wait. Oh, is, his, is, his last name's Young. Bryce Young. Is, no. Bryce Young. I have no idea. Is is Tua's brother not starting? What happened he to that? No, he's I know he transferred. It was sarcasm. You're well, an idiot. Sarcasm's for idiots. Uh, no, we're just talking about how all the Bama fans built him up as Tua 2.0. Well, hey, as long as he can get over, as long as he can get over the language barrier, he took no. <laughs> it's a culture shock. I thought. No, he, they the said language, language barrier. barrier. He said word for word, language barrier. <laughs> that was my joke. The guy came from Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't USC. from. He wasn't from fucking Indonesia. Thailand. Like yeah, like shit. All right, hey, you fucking Texas at LSU for this minus nine and a half, right? Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to make a meme. All right. Uh, uh, next I, game. I got a graphic for it. I know, uh, I'm did you write that down? You were the only one that had LSU that game. Yeah. USC. Are you writing this down or do I need to make a spreadsheet? Okay. What the fuck? Okay. So for all y'all that can't see, it looks like the most chicken scratch thrown together piece of shit all I saw was W's and L's. Like a huge W's and L's all over the place that he's going to lose. He's going to lose this piece of paper. Yeah. Um, and then we're all going to have to rethink. It's stapled right there. Okay, I need you to send me pictures of this after, when we're done, and I'll put it um, on something. Hopefully you can like Excel. read it and comprehend it to – Should I just make an Excel sheet now? No, fuck no, it. No, just dude. wait. All let right. Me fuck it. Let me fuck it up before you save it. Next game. Uh, South Carolina, W for me. See, I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. I think but South Carolina is going to have a pretty good squad this year. Yeah. Um, but I do think LSU comes out with a W, but I don't think it's just a write-off, oh, easy win. I, I think it's going to be a game. 
I think I'd be right be there. I'd be right there with you if it was in Colombia. Um, I, I think I, it's going to be a game. I would say I would take uh, South Carolina with the points, depending on more than likely if it was in Colombia. Because I think LSU is going to get a big line. Depending, well, it, this is also later in the season, so we don't know. I'm, I'm going to take that back, actually. I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and say that I would take – I'm taking LSU, but I, I'm kind of with Woody. I don't think it's going to be a runaway. But I'm still going LSU. Flounder, what you Flounder. got? <clears throat> I'm definitely going LSU over South Carolina. All right. So then we close it out at Auburn. It's a loss. Auburn, but okay, so Auburn is losing, I want to say, 45 to 50% of their production on next year. James, can you go find up that stat? I had it pulled up earlier, and I didn't write it down because we weren't covering Auburn. Auburn's wait, wait, losing a, a bunch. Auburn's losing a ton of talent, as is LSU. Not as much as LSU, but they're losing a bunch. I, I I went ahead and wrote down Auburn coming back Auburn. because Bo Nix excites me. I think he's got a lot of developing to do. Bo Nix excites me. I think he's got a lot of growing to do, but I, I see potential. Are you done talking or do you got more background noise to throw in for us? <laughs> not not that. You getting up to do whatever you were doing and we could hear you rustling around and Closing breathing and walking. Yeah. Anyway, um, Auburn is 78th with returning 61% of their production from last year. I'm not sure. They're losing a lot on one it's, side of the they're ball. They're 61 and 60 for offense and defense. It's about the same. Okay. So, I, I wrote returning, down a lot. Returning 60%. I wrote sorry. down Auburn with a win at home. But I'm, I wasn't – I just wrote it down and did a little bit more research, and then I was not as confident as I was right off the bat. So, what are you taking? I'm sticking with it. Auburn win. Auburn winning the game. Give me Auburn. A um, couple factors. Um, it's at Jordan Hare. Returning quarterback, Bo Nix. Second year in Malzahn's offense. I think he's going to be pretty good. Do I think they're going to win the SEC West? No. But I think they're going to be a touch better than LSU. Um, they still have a lot of playmakers on the offensive side of the ball. Um, lost their best player, obviously, in Derek Brown. But I think they pulled this one out against LSU. Yeah, I'm taking I'm taking Auburn as well. Um, basically, for everything Woody just said, but also you know I'm just I'm not high on LSU this year, so I, I, I have them I have them losing four games, going eight and four, and feeling, woo, we did pretty good this year, kind of about it. So I'm sorry, five games. I've been losing five games, seven and yeah, five. I, I have them losing four. What, uh, Flounder? Yep. I also have Auburn winning this game for basically the exact same reasons. <laughs> I feel like that one's pretty straightforward. Then we get to Thanksgiving weekend, and the fight in Texas Aggies host the LSU Tigers to finish off their season. Who wants a couple to give things a here. A&M is near the top in returning production. 17th. Uh, there you go. Um, we got a fourth-year starter um, in Kellen Mond leading the charge. It's in Kyle Field. Um, and, again, I'm just not high on LSU. I don't think, quite frankly, this is probably 
the first time since 2012 where I think that A&M is more talented across the board than LSU. Just from a talent perspective. First time since 2012. So I think it's a little biased to think that you're going to take Texas – you're going to take LSU over Texas but not over A&M. Why? Because Texas – I think A&M is better than – I think A&M is better than Texas this year. And he's got the swing from one being on the road and one being at home. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I keep getting this mixed up. A&M's – I'll say it right now. I think A&M's a better football team than Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I fucked up. Got my my thoughts mixed up. You're right. Yeah, I'm taking taking A&M as well. It it makes sense. I was was confused. I'm taking A&M as well. Uh, I don't know if I'm on the hype train as much as as a lot of Aggie fans are. I'm definitely on the Kelamon hype train, but – you know, after that, you know, I'm still a little scared of the defense. But I still think there's enough there to beat a uh, – not beat up, but like beat up from last year LSU team, a subpar LSU team in my opinion. So that's that puts them at 7-5 and five for me. My whole thing here is A&M coming into this game is either going to have a Heisman contender or a young gun ready to whip some ass. There's, there's, yeah. You think the only two outcomes are Kellen Mond is a Heisman contender or Kellen Mond gets benched? Jorfee, okay. Jorfee always loves to live in these absolutes. He'll sit there and say, oh, this game's either going to be, they're either going to beat their ass or they're going to get their ass beat. Like, no, dude, there's tons of middle ground in there, in the middle you where think there's not, Mond's not a Heisman contender. He gets benched. Yeah, because I don't think if, if Kellen Mond's not a Heisman contender, I don't think we beat Auburn. So? so if we lose to Auburn, Kellen getting benched. If in the we, last in the in it, on his senior night, he's getting no, benched. No, he'll get benched before that. If we lose to Auburn, Kellen getting benched. That's what you're saying. That's like what, week five? I'm just saying. That's that's an that's awful absurd. take. Okay, I that found is I absurd. Can we go back to the worst things we found saw on Twitter segment and just talk about worst things we've heard on the pod? That's just I'm not saying there's no chance he doesn't get benched. But to say he just gets benched because we lose to Auburn? The fuck? No, no. I'm telling you, if we lose to Auburn, it's not going to be just Auburn. We're going to slip up to Miss State or somebody. Why? Kellen's How are gonna... those the same? Why? 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 Because we lose to Auburn, we're going to lose to if Ole Miss or Miss to, State. If we lose to Auburn, it's because Kellen didn't progress, which means we're going to have more issues than there's we There's tons of ways you lose to Auburn. Shit just doesn't go your way. It's called sports. Kellen Mond could throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns and we could lose to Auburn. If we lose that shit 48 happens. to 45, that's different. But if it's anything like last year, just letting you know. He didn't I, get benched last year. The defense is not going to be the problem again. Yeah, because we didn't have another alternative. I have a quick question. Are we talking about all of the conference champions tonight, or are we just doing LSU? All we're not all making it through all of them. We're not going to make it through all We're not going to have as much to say about the other ones, though. You don't know that. We'll run through them quicker. I'm just saying. So, Jorvey's going to have to quit saying stupid-ass shit that me and Woody have to attack him for if we're going to make it through all of them. I'm not letting this one go. That's I, I can't believe you said that. I That's can't believe so you said that. so bad. I'm not saying it's you know. Also – I'm so what's your pick, Jordan? There's only going one of two A&M to win. There's only one of two ways this season goes. 
We go 11 and one or we go eight and five. So there's no chance we go 12 and 0. 8 and 4. And there's no chance that we go 9 and 3 and 10 and 2. And there's no chance. I said 11 and 1 or better. No, you did. A, you didn't say that. And B, you're still saying there's no chance we go 10 and 2. No. There's no way we lose to Alabama and oh, Auburn. Nope. No way. There's no way. It's an absurd no take. Th- there's no way those are the only two games we lose. How Why? is there no way? Why? Okay, what if yeah. you lose to Alabama and then you slip up somewhere and lose to one team you shouldn't lost to because shit doesn't go your way? That's 10-2. and two. What if Kellen Mond gets hurt in the middle of a game and Zach Calzada has to come in, but we lose that game and we go 10-2? and two? That's not going to happen. I'm just telling you. I don't have any proof. This is just me Look, saying shit. Okay, here's all I got to tell all you. Of, all no of you can shit. Right now. Now, all of our now stuff is can... just throwing shit at the wall right now. It's okay, but see, here's June. the difference. Here's the difference. You can tell which brother is statistically inclined and which one is not. <laughs> only non-statistic people deal in absolutes of this is, this is the only way it can happen. There's none of these other possibilities. So th- there's a difference between throwing shit at the wall and see if it sticks. And throwing shit at the wall and saying, ah, oh, that'll stick to that cabinet over there. After you throw it on the other side of the room. So what if I said over under nine and a half? Wins? Yeah, and I take the over. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) But you can't say we're either going 11 and one or eight and four. And those are the only two options because it's not. (laughs) Oh, no. Drinky, drinky. That's like saying you're either going to show up to work tomorrow 30 minutes early or an hour and a half late, and that's the only two things that could happen. That's uh, that's kind of the only things that happen. I'm either there at 6 a.m. or I'm there at 8.15. There's no in-between. Well, then all we right. found the root of all the, all the issues. Flounder, what you got? What are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, A&M hosting LSU at the end of the year. So I think that it has potential to be a closer game than we would like it to be just because of the implications that it has. Depending how banged up both teams are by that point in the year, I think that A&M still takes it. Um, you know, unless Kellen Mond just shows a lot of regression, I think that uh, DeMoss comes in and is an immediate playmaker, and by that point in the year he's going to have established himself as the number one receiver at A&M, and it's going to fall out even if uh, LSU still has some dominant pass defense um, I think that we win. Which they do. Yeah. Derek Stingley, a bad dude. That's my thing. I think that we win, but I think that um, it's closer than we would like it to be. I don't think that. It, I don't think that it goes a blowout either way. Um, I think that being in Kyle matters a lot. Depending on, you know, obviously we're just counting all of this as like full capacity stuff. Um, night game at Kyle. I don't think they win. All right. Hey. Flounder, I'm surprised you didn't come in and atta- help us attack Jorfi there since it was, I, finally, it was finally you not getting attacked. I completely agree with y'all on all of that. I just didn't think that I needed to pile on to that one. Oh, that's the most no, you always about or before we go into the season real quick let's get all of our thoughts out beforehand so we don't have to repeat ourselves during the se- during the season uh predictions 
OU, obviously very talented team. Spencer Rattler is unproven. There's a lot of hype around him, but this is the first time Lincoln Riley is going to have to take over a quarterback who isn't a seasoned veteran, and that should scare some so, fans. So my thing, my thing with this is forty nine percent. So the, the big thing that came out with recently was the Heisman odds, and he was like third or fourth on the list. Yeah. And everyone was like, that's way too high. He hasn't proven himself. Well, but see, here's the thing. When you're making predictions, you don't say, oh, he hasn't proven himself. I guess I'm just going to call him an average player. No, you either predict whether he's going to be really good, average, or bad. But you can't just say, I don't know what to expect, so I'm just not going to predict anything. So that basically this comes down to how good do you think he will be, not, well, he's not proven, so I'm not going to pick them to win. Do no, you believe no in Spencer Rattler or do you not? No That's doubt. The, the thing is, is the, I, I – but I think you need so to manage your that, expectations for a first-time starter. I agree. I think you need to figure out what your expectations are. If you expect him to be good and you think they're going to – And I'm telling you, I think he's going to be fine. average as a first-time right. starter. Right. And there's – and but that's making a – that's, that's at least making a decision about Managing your expectations is, is – But if somebody okay, came maybe out and said – he won't be great. But if somebody comes out and says, I think he will be great, I think the system's made for him. I'm not saying this. But if somebody said that, that's – Okay. That is a know. Nobody knows. perfectly fine opinion because no one knows, and that's the key thing here. So uh, that's, that's the problem with returning starter graphics and statistics is yep. we don't know about who's replacing them. They could be better than the last guy. That shit happens all the time. Well, so that's what I was going to talk about with this returning uh, statistic. Oklahoma's, return <clears throat> Oklahoma's returning 70% of their defense. That Jeez. was garbage. Yeah, and they might be better they, off if they were returning 10% of that defense. Yes. And that 10% was Woody, all Kenny, I, Kenneth Murray. I see, your, I see your face, Woody. It was fool's gold at the beginning of the season. No, I agree, but I do think that Alex Grinch is a badass defensive coordinator who can manipulate bad players into, be, into being better. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into their schedule. So they have they have a they're I, they have a tough non conference schedule because I mean yeah they get to play Tennessee Tennessee sucks but then they have to go to at Army better. at Army could be a trippy game trip a trip up game always a trip up game Army. because they control the ball for fucking three quarters I mean of they the almost game. beat them they almost beat them in Norman if last time was, so. if that game was at West Point. Two years ago, they would have lost that game. Or was that last year? It was last year. But also, I don't know what kind of home field advantage West Point's giving. No, it's the amount of the home field advantage that Owens Field didn't they has. Get a, didn't they get a bullshit call to go their way to win that game? They did. Nobody knows it was on pay-per-view. That's it right. That on, game was on pay-per-view. <laughs> nobody fucking knows what happened. I only, I only saw it because it was at the bar. we were at the bar and they had it on. No, we were following it on our phone. Like play by play at on the tailgate. Home. Yes, or on the bar. One of the two. No, nah, I think we were at. I think we were, at, sure uh, we're at Rebels Cedar Lane or something like that. No, what's we the were, one behind Cedar Lane? Rebels. We were at a bar. No, the one that's on part of Cedar Lane. That's not. Either Cedar. way, either way, let's go. That's where we were at. All right, they're beating Missouri State. Agree. Yes. All right. Yeah. They Tennessee. are beating Pass. Tennessee. Agreed. I think yes. they're beating Tennessee, but I think it's going to be a closer game because I think this is Spencer Rattler's first test, and things aren't 
going to be easy for him. No doubt, but he could shit the bed and still beat this Tennessee. I think they're going to be much, much improved. So, at All Army, right. you, anybody pulling the trigger at Army? Wait. Um, oh, we just assumed you were taking Tennessee. I mean, taking Oklahoma over Tennessee. Yeah, I'm taking Oklahoma over Tennessee. Anybody All right, now you got Oklahoma, Oklahoma versus Army. At, at Army. Army, baby. All right. Army. All right. I'm still going to go OU. You yeah. Year last year. It's got to be I, a pretty special year for me to pick Army over OU. And I think I think there's a little bit of uh, revenge. Even though they won the game, I still think there's a little bit. I mean, they made them look bad. No doubt they made them look bad. So, I think there's a little bit of revenge there. Yeah, give right. me give me OU. Baylor at home. I'm taking Dorothy, OU. What's your pick? Oh, I'm I'm going with. I already have all mine written down. Army with the win. I mean, you're going Army sorry, with the win. Oklahoma with the win over Army. I'm sorry. Okay. I saw a W next to Army and I got confused. Okay. Jesus. Uh, He's special. Baylor at home. Without without Matt Rule. Without yeah, Matt give Rule. Give me OU. They lost. Oh, you. Oh, Baylor lost a lot. Last year was their year. Yep. Give me OU. What you yeah. got, Flounder? Definitely OU. Yeah. All right. I'm going the same. Red way. River Rivalry. Give me Texas. James. Tom Herman shows up for big games. So, I was saying this to my Longhorn roommate that I think that Texas and OU split their games. It's just a matter <laughs> of who wins. Who wins the one that that matters. So I'm going to go – I love how it's predetermined in the Big 12 that they're going to have two games. I mean, is it wrong? Um, I'm going I'm, Texas here and OU later. I think, I think I'm going to go OU now, Texas later. Ooh. You think oh, after a full season of Spencer Rattler under his belt, you're going OU early. Yeah, and, and, and I'm choosing ass. to trust Spencer Rattler. Um, so, you know – but I'm still going to pick Texas to win the, the Big 12 championship game over him. I'm going to have to kill well, myself if that happens. We might have a different Big 12 championship, though. That's true. I, also, we, we I have another, have, we'll, I have another Big 12 it. champion in mind. So, right. so Woody, Woody who do you have? I got Texas. Flounder. Texas for me. I got Flounder. OU taking both of the games. So, you got OU – James has OU. Me and Jorfi have Texas. Yeah, so here's the deal. The next four games, I almost wrote I, – I literally wrote an L for all four of them. And then I realized between Iowa State and TCU, I don't think they dropped both. All right. I'll start. So, I'm a huge Matt Campbell fan. Always have been. Give me Iowa State. I got – Cyclones at home are fucking dangerous. Everybody knows it. Cyclones at home are dangerous, and it's right after the Texas game. I think they're going to be low off of the defeat from Texas. Give me Iowa State. See, insert, going the other insert, way. insert Lord of the Rings meme of one does not simply walk into Ames and get a win. No. I am taking Iowa State. I can't pull the trigger on it, guys. I, I wrote it down. I crossed it out, and then I redid it. I've redone it three times. I'm yeah, but you're I'm, always going to be too high on TCU, so – so I'm taking Iowa State here to what? lose. To lose. Oh. Uh, Jesus Christ! I really want to. I, I just don't think they're going to lose two in a row after falling to Texas. What you got, Flounder? 
I got to go over Iowa State. All right, so I'm the only one. No, no, he took OU as well. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said Iowa State. I said OU, OU over Ohio. Over Ohio. Uh, Iowa, uh, Oklahoma. Okay. So then we got Bedlam following that, which – why is Bedlam – I know why. Because Texas needed to play Oklahoma State at the end of the year to get all the TV ratings. But why the fuck is Bedlam not on Thanksgiving? I don't think Bedlam's a – I don't – I'm pretty sure Bedlam's not an always Thanksgiving It was. Game. It was – before they redid everything. I'm pretty sure it always was. Whatever. Oh, Either way, give me Oklahoma State. They're returning um, uh, Spencer Sanders, I believe is his Spencer name. Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, Chuba and, Hubbard Tylen, and Tylen Wallace. And Tylen Wallace. That's a fucking team. I think, spoiler alert, I think Oklahoma State meets up with Texas in the Big 12 championship game. I think OU loses three in a row here. Wow. Okay. I'm taking okay. Oklahoma. I'm still going to stick with Oklahoma. I'm not. Mike Gundy can't win. Mike Gundy can't beat uh, Oklahoma, so I'm not okay. changing that. Mike Gundy's never had a team this talented. Hadn't had a team this talented since the Brandon Whedon days. Okay. So then they go at TCU the next week. Give me OU. OU. Same. Zach Evans gets the dub. The real You're... Zach Evans. James, can you look up how much uh, you pretty sure TCU returns a bunch on one side of the ball. I can't remember which one it was. You're you're trying way too hard to love TCU. Okay, so TCU is returning sixty one percent of production on offense, sixty eight on defense. But TCU had so much, so much shit going on at QB. I don't even know who the hell's who's their starting QB going to be this year. The guy that and they went through like five of them. The yeah. problem was is they threw a freshman in there that wasn't ready yet. Well, they went through five of them between injury and benching, so I don't remember. Yeah, miss me on TCU. All right, anybody taking TCU? Just me? No, just you. All right, at West Virginia, W. Dub. They can't I mean, be West Virginia is the Arkansas year. of the Big Twelve right now. Yep. Oregon. Wait, we didn't finish. We didn't finish the Kansas State, Kansas, Texas Tech does, part of this. Does state. anybody think oh, OU is going to lose to K State, Kansas, or Tech? Because no. I don't. No, no. I, I don't think anybody does. But we uh, just Kansas, need to, Kansas to clarify. State. Kansas State's going to take somebody down. They're my Mississippi State. So to summarize, Jorfe and Woody have them have OU losing three games. Flounder have them losing two, and I have them losing one. All right. I, I just have, find it hard to doubt Lincoln Riley's Oklahoma right now. I mean, I, I feel like that's doubting – like doubting the Clemsons and Alabamas of their – of their conferences, you know, that's I get where it. they dominate. My, I'm not doubting them. My argument is, is this is the first time Lincoln Riley has had a new quarterback that wasn't already established. Right, and if you don't believe in Spencer Rattler, you're going to fall at like nine and three. But if yep. I choose to believe in him. Well, even if I believe in Spencer Rattler, this is the best the Big 12 has been since 2014. Top to I bottom. I mean – Iowa State's going to be roughly eight. They're going to be above 500. And Kansas State I, I, will be about 500. 
Oklahoma State should be a playoff contender. Texas should be a playoff contender. OU should be a playoff contender. Right. So I think it's the same amount of depth. You know, normally it was OU and one other team. The now biggest difference just, is now Oklahoma they just added State one more. Right. They added Oklahoma State. No one more legit team. I don't think so. I, I, Iowa State's always what they're going to be. They're always going to be what they're going to be this year. They're no, going to be an eight they've four that they beat. Like some that good under teams. Matt and Campbell. Before that, they were fucking four and eight, five and seven. No, no. Before oh that, they would go through up. stretches. They would go through stretches. Where they would go look it up. Either anyway. way, let's move on. How long's Matt Campbell been there? Four, four years. years. Okay, so for the last four years, they've been the same. No, they were like four and eight in his first year. They were pretty shitty. For the last three years, three years they've been the same. So the difference is still Oklahoma State. Okay, whatever. Oregon, they return 31%. That gives them 124 on offense, but they return 81% on defense. That's they, they, That defense finally – I mean, they looked pretty salty there last year. I know they were playing in the Pac-12. North Dakota State win could be tricky, though. On that nail. You're taking an L there? Wow. I, I don't I see, and I, I mean, North Dakota State does this all the time, so I'm not going to call it bold. Or, I mean, it's bold, it's but it's bold. not. It's not absurd. Not out no. of the realm of possibility, but definitely bold. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying Oregon's defense is going to be too salty to lose that game this year. I'm more so saying it to be a contrarian and like a <laughs> type thing, just because like I think that there's a possibility that they could win, so I'm going to take a minute. And because if it happens, Flounder gets to say, I called it. I called it. I didn't think Honestly, about it's it. an awful <laughs> scheduling job by Oregon. Why, yeah. If you're Oregon, why are you playing North Dakota? If you beat them, it's just an FCS win that doesn't yeah. matter. If you lose? If you lose, which is a strong uh, – strong, there's a there's – It's a, in the realm of possibility. There's a 30% chance they lose this game. And they scheduled it the week before Ohio State. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be a tune-up game. There's no reason that they should lose this game, so that's why I think they're going to lose. Well, no, it, it, it's not it's not a clean-up game, but this FCS scheduled game should have been, but they scheduled the wrong team. They don't have a single cupcake on the schedule except for Arizona. <laughs> uh, okay, Hawaii is – dude, did he really not put us on mute and go open the door? Cole McDonald. Um, Who's their quarterback? Hawaii's kind of a cupcake. Hawaii's kind of a cupcake. Yeah, because they don't have a quarterback. All right. Yeah. We all agree they're losing to Ohio State? Yes. Yeah, I'm taking Ohio State all day. There's no, Justin Fields is going to shred Oregon. It's going to be hilarious. See, yep. y'all are discounting their defense. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Are you saying that Justin Fields won't beat I, the shit out of them? I, I don't think he's think... going to put up 400, to- uh, 400 total yards of offense, which is yeah. what in my – that sounds like shredding. You might. That is four. I, I think you got to be above four fifteen yards of offense to consider it shredding, and you have to have three, so fifteen so, yards. So the fifteen yards difference is what we're talking about here. That's what we're haggling over. No. So here, if you tell me he has three hundred yards passing and a hundred yards rush, okay, so four hundred. He shredded them. That's shredding a defense. I I agree. I'm saying he won't do that. Okay. I'm um, saying he, you have to have at least three touchdowns. Okay. Former fashion, 400 yards. And what if he went over. 500? What if he went 500 yards and two touchdowns? Did he shred them? 
Yes. Look, we're just putting arbitrary numbers out there. You're just putting arbitrary numbers. Yeah. It doesn't matter. The this fact is, is like the he's the first is, player to ever rush for 1,320 right. yards and 12 That's touchdowns and receive and get no, 87 receptions. For a- Y'all are being fucking ridiculous. I'm not backing down on this one. No, you're being ridiculous. <laughs> the fact is Ohio State is in a different going tier to be fucking than Oregon. Good. They're Oregon. in a different tier, and they're going to win the game. Kane's That's bet. all that matters here. Kane's bet. Ohio State wins the game. Kane's no, bet. Kane's bet. Justin Fields doesn't have four ten and point five. Are you what? Four ten point five total yards. That's a shitload of. Uh, I'm not drawing the line at him shredding them. <laughs> yeah, no. You have to concede a little bit on a line. Give me three seventy, and it's a deal. I think that he does that. I think he's going to throw for some – if he has a good game, he'll run, he'll throw for 325, 350, run and run for, run for 50. So, give me 370, and it's a deal. Three, 380 and a half. Okay, I'll take that one. Kane's bet. 380 and a <laughs> half. You have over 380 and a half. Okay. Kane's bet. Kane's bet. Our problem was not with your take on, on Oregon's defense. Our problem was your arbitrary numbers <laughs> you threw out there of what shredding a defense is. That's our it's problem. It's only here. shredding a defense if he has 13 receptions for 121 yards or more. If you've got 12 for 170, <laughs> I don't want to fucking hear about it. <laughs> Y'all are fucking idiots. I wasn't saying these are the numbers. I said it needs to be somewhere around there. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you said if you're shredding a defense, then you have to have. He said 415 and three touchdowns. <laughs> All right, then they play Hawaii, which is just an obvious right. It's got to be an obvious win. They don't even have to go to Hawaii. They don't even have to pass the Hawaii test. Shout out Reddit College Football, by the way. But yeah, they don't even have to pass the Hawaii test. So I feel like we all had that one. Then they play at Colorado. Woody, how do you feel about that one? No LaVisca Chenault. LaVisca's my boy. Um, I think at Colorado is a test, but to Jorfee's point, I think the defense is just too much for Colorado. I think Colorado's going to be ass. I think the entire Pac-12 will be ass. There will be improved teams, but as a conference, they're going to be – but I, I, I'm not going to say worse than the ACC, but they're going to be competing. But, I but, think you okay. go SEC, Big Ten, uh, Big Twelve. So then, so then, is it safe to say you have Oregon winning out? No, I have one I loss don't. on there. I have one loss on there. Okay, I have the, I have them going ten and two. Me too. All right. I know which one it is. Well, uh, Flounder, how do you feel about the Colorado options. game? I forgot that LaVishka uh, got drafted, and I don't know anything else about Colorado really. <laughs> that. Honestly, there's not a whole lot to know. Yeah. They're fucking – They're just average. Yeah. You're in, you're out. They'll have a season where they win their first five games, and then you're like, oh, shit, here they come. Then well, they beat somebody they're not supposed to, and then all of a sudden they lose to four teams. They might, they lose, they might lose to Colorado State next year. Who knows? Yeah. Trust me, I'm well aware of the hype surrounding Colorado. I had two cousins that went to C State, CSU. So all right, you dub at home. Uh, give me Oregon. Yep, give me Oregon. 
Washington's UW, losing. New coach. They're losing even more talent than Oregon on offense. Yep. Give me, give me Oregon. But they are both losing overrated quarterbacks, so that's they are. true. Maybe that evens out. One of them was a little bit more overrated. So, but at least not. At least their overrated quarterback wasn't racist like uh, Georgia's overrated quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> look, look. There's a lot of canceled culture going on when people say stuff and it gets taken out of context. That well, was not out of context. That. that one was not out of context. That was straight racism. That my was favorite. Bad. That was my very favorite bad. part of the whole thing is when her friend is texting the girl that released everything and said, hey, they're talking about cutting Jake now. And she replied, <laughs> how is that my fault? Uh, <laughs> it's directly your fault. But what it's not her mean? fault. It's his well, fault. It's not, your, it's not her fault that hey, he sent them. But it is her fault that she, like, released them. I love how she says, how is that my fault? But see, I, I think she's standing I'm on cut, the – I'm cutting all this, so or some of it. My question is, did – so here's my thought. If she got that from somebody else, that's bullshit. If he – who, because I feel like he was texting a homie and said that uh, – No, he was texting uh, a girl. I think that was – he was texting her. Yeah. Oh, that was – he's – okay, then he's a fucking idiot. You can't trust women with shit. And then – so, like, he straight up said that racist shit, and then she, like, calls him out on it, and he's like – Ha ha, you know, ha ha, I didn't really like mean it, you know, it's like whatever, and like was just playing off like dude. Yeah, guess what? You can't say that shit, man. Dude. It's not cool. It's not Who cool. I hope, he, I hope he does girl. get cut. Who talks guns with a girl anyways? He wasn't really just, talking guns, he was just talking not cool. out of his ass. Like there was no, no he was talking about they were talking about buying silencers. Right, to pr- to protect themselves, like for as a home defense. Yeah, oh. it's just not cool. You can't say that shit. Also, you've got to have the the wherewithal to know that you are a high profile athlete, and to just not say shit like and that. And this is man. probably this is probably some random hoe he's trying to hook up with. It's not it's even just, like a a close friend or acquaintance. Like obviously. It's a terrible thing to say in the first place. Mm-hmm. No room for that. Hey, what, what was the Hurricanes bet? On the Ohio State game. We had Ohio, Ohio State trophy uh, Oregon. No, it was oh. uh, Justin Fields, 380 and a half yards total against Offense, Oregon. Yeah. That's right. All right, well. All right, let's move on. Back to – after the bye week, they play the California Golden Bears. Give me Oregon. Bears. The only way I'm picking Cal is if, like, Aaron Rodgers and Marshawn Lynch come back to the door and they can play. Did you not watch Cal last year? Jordan's yeah. taking Cal. You taking I Cal? am taking Cal. They had, them, they had them where they wanted them last year, and they returned just about every person back on their team. I'm taking Cal. It's at California. This is that slip-up that Oregon's going to have in the conference that makes everybody else think, oh, if we just get them head-to-head, then we can win the conference or, or win the division. I'm taking Cal. Right. Cal's returning a lot from a team that was very competitive last year. I think they went 8-4, and 9-3. and three. They beat some teams they shouldn't have. They lost to a couple teams they shouldn't have. This is the, one of those teams that's they're going to beat that they shouldn't. Okay, I'm. I'm. I just. I'm picking Oregon's talent over him. Yep, give me Oregon. 
Okay. What you got, Fodder? I said same. Me or them? Oh, you're, that, that was the best argument, oh, and Jorfi has had all day, but I'm still picking the talent of Oregon. So here I wanted to give you all a stat because I took – the next week they got Stanford at home, but I took them uh, to win the Oregon to take uh, win that game. But Stanford since 2012 is three and one in Austin Stadium. So in four tries, they've lost one time in the last four years. Um, yeah, give me Oregon because last is, four Stanford, tries, sorry. is Stanford even able to field a football team after all the transfers? <laughs> I'm not really sure. They they had what give 13 players, 13 starters, starters transfer. Yeah, no, I wasn't picking Stanford, but I was looking back at it and I was like. Too bad that Jim Harbaugh couldn't do that because they would have played for a couple of natties if they or, just could have, could have won in Austin Stadium once or twice. Or, uh, I'm just or, saying, give me Oregon. When Chip Kelly couldn't beat Stanford because he didn't have a kicker. But that was one, the, yeah. the, the fact is that – That was the one in 2012. Your, your, your games that they've won in Austin doesn't matter because all the starters haven't been there for those because they're all, <laughs> all the guys in front of them transferred. <laughs> No, I'm not yeah. arguing. I just thought it was interesting. No, give I know. Me, I'm just saying. Give me Oregon. Yeah. It's not close, honestly. I think Stanford's going to have a very bad year. I'm pretty sure Oregon's going to get their ass kicked the week after that. Oh, I'm sorry. They're going to kick their ass. Kick their ass. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> if this – okay, so – hey, we, we didn't get flounders. We didn't get flounders. Oregon or Stanford? Well, I got Oregon in that one. Yeah, that's clean sweet. Great content. Uh, hey, Arizona. hey, give him a give him a break. He's making our memes. Are you making memes? Yeah. Oh, okay. Arizona, Arizona they're they're beating Arizona. We all agree yes. on that. Yes. Arizona's fucking garbage. USC at home. I got them winning that one. They're beating USC again. USC's in the dumps dumps right now. Also, give me the, Oregon. The, the, the clip about Arizona being fucking garbage just summarizes the entire program right now. Uh, yep. Arizona Bearcat football. So, give me I Oregon. USC's, I don't think USC is going to be dog shit, but I don't think they're going to be much more than nine and three. They're going to lose four games. Give Average, me Oregon. They're, they're, they're Kevin Sumlin's eight and 14. Arizona State, I don't know what they're returning, but I know that, give that, me Arizona State. that quarterback they have is pretty nasty, but it's in Austin. So, I'm taking Oregon. Give me so wait in oh give me Oregon Arizona State Herm Edwards surprised me a ton in how well he's run the program. They went eight and four last year, and that's including a very bad loss to Oregon State that just doesn't happen. Shouldn't have happened, but it did. Um, they beat Oregon last year with uh, Justin Herbert. They beat him last year. Give me yeah. Arizona State. They're returning more than Oregon anyways. I think Arizona State is a dark horse contender for the Pac-12 this year. James? Uh, I've got Oregon losing this game to Arizona State and then winning their last two. So, yep. and the, This one has the most to say. The last two are pushovers. But this one, I mean, I'm just still I'm, – I'm, I'm with Woody. I'm on, the, I'm on the Herm Edwards train. Woody, what you got? I mean, Flounder, what you got? <clears throat> I am also on the Herm Edwards train. Basically, take the words right out of my mouth. I think that Arizona State wins this one. All right. Um, do we have any any objections to putting Washington State, the last State as wins? 
They're winning the last two. Okay. I think we all agree there. Yeah. So, Flounder has them losing three games, and the other two of us, all the other three of us have them losing two games, although Jorfi has them losing a different game than we do. He has them losing to Cal and not Arizona State. But that's yep. Oregon's number eight. All right. They'll punch their ticket to the Warriors. All right, so Clemson, story of it, they're losing a ton on defense, bringing back a ton on offense, except for T. Higgins. And they just lost uh, Justin Ross for the year. Oh, I'm sorry, that's what I meant, Justin Ross. They lost, T. Higgins obviously went to the draft. I meant Justin Ross just got hurt. Wait, what? Yeah, Justin, Justin Ross, Ross is, is done for the year. year. Oh, I saw that. I did see yeah. that. I did see yep. that. So it's a big loss. What yeah. we're gonna go at Georgia Tech. Uh, um, dub, dub, flounder. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I'm going dub as well. Georgia Tech might be one of the one one of is like in that Arkansas. Um, Rutgers, Rutgers. Like I, they're just an awful, awful Oregon uh, State uh, team right now. Louisville. At home. Louisville at home. Dub. Dub. Louisville's one of the most productive teams coming back or returning production, whatever. Akron. Hey, Jorphy. Akron. And what? Returning doesn't matter that much when they're not that great. Right. Just average. When you're not talking, you got to mute yourself, dog. Yeah, I'm just going to – I'm going to host this until she's done. How's that? Because it's, it's getting bad. All right. Akron. That's Dub. a gimme game. Uh, Virginia. Virginia Dub. surprisingly good last year. Returning – returning that quarterback? Virginia returning know. their quarterback? Uh, probably. Yes, he's re- he's coming back. Okay. But it's um, I, we're still all going Clemson. Uh, Boston College next. Dub. Losing, losing – they're losing my boy. Um, A.J. Andre. Dillon. Uh, AJ Dillon, so I'm gonna have to. You know. almost said Andre Williams. I mean, they did ass. they did lose him. They did lose him that four happened. years ago. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're all going Clemson there. Uh, Florida, Florida State, State. Dub. What a dumpster fire! Oh my gosh, what a dumpster fire! Okay, here Jorfie, I'm a, Jorfie. let me go. Let me go with you real quick. We're just gonna make this easier on all of us. Wait, Jorfy, I want to hear your opinion on Florida State's uh, program right now. It's uh, it's something else, man. <laughs> it's a, a shithole. It's, it's a, a dumpster fire. The, there's, the coach literally puts out a tweet. I know they resolved it, but the coach put out a tweet saying, I have talked to each player individually. Here. Their star player tweets out, this guy's full of shit. He ain't talked to nobody. We ain't doing shit until we get this resolved. What the fuck is going on there? What a, it's almost like he thought he could just say whatever and yeah. it wouldn't get back to the players. Also, right. what a fucking Kirk, idiot. Kirk Herbstreet used his cesspool comment about the wrong team. He used it too early. He should have saved it for now to use about Florida State. Because that, that is, is a cesspool right now. complete cesspool. All right. NC State, dub. So here's the NC only one. NC State at home. They don't even have to go to NC State. They don't. That one year that there's a team that might give them a decent game in UNC. They don't have to play them. They don't have to play. And Virginia Tech is going to be pretty good, too. I was just about either. to bring up UNC. That's the only game in the ACC that I see being a game. 
UNC and Virginia Tech ought to be a good game. And then the rest of them will be dog shit. They're uh, beating so, Syracuse. At Notre Dame, though, what do that's, you feel about that's that? That's a game. I Give me Clemson. Uh, Clemson. I yeah. tried to convince myself otherwise. Give me Clemson. They're beating no, Citadel. I got Clemson going undefeated to the semis. And They're up. going undefeated. No, Nobody no. has – Clemson hasn't – I mean, uh, Notre Dame hasn't showed me that they can beat the elite teams. They, they haven't. haven't done it. In recent years, even when they made the playoffs, they get their ass kicked. They haven't and done it. They'll, especially they'll, when they make the playoffs. Especially when they make the playoffs. But, and then they'll have one loss because they can't beat the elite team. Yep. So, I'm not um, – the only, the only game I see them losing, hypothetically, like a possibility of them losing is the ACC championship against UNC. Or for or Notre Dame surprisingly good okay, because it's okay, on but, the road. But I, w- I want to bring up because Clemson always the last couple of years I don't know since I can you know they since Clemson this, a game it used they, to be they, called Clemsoning it. Right, they're gonna have a game. Recently they've won it. It's just been really close. But like the game at Pitt, the games like that, you know, South Carolina. What was North the game Carolina, last year? What was North the game Carolina, at Carolina? North Carolina when they went for two. Okay, yep. then what was the game? What was the game at home where North Carolina um, State? Is that the no, one where you're he thinking played, of Pittsburgh. Where Trevor Lawrence played like shit, and he got hurt, benched, and they came back and won the game. Was that Pitt? It was Pitt. At home. Pitt at yeah. home? Yeah. yeah. So then Pitt, two of the last, like, five years. So if I had to pick a game to be that, I would either be at Wake Forest or home against Virginia. Those are my two trap games for him. Mine would I mean, be at Wake Forest. Trap games as much as dangerous games. Mine would be at Wake Forest or home against South Carolina. It's a rivalry game. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. South Carolina is going to be better than people think. All right. On to the big but I think that's, I think that's the more interesting thing in the Clemson schedule than everyone's picking them to go undefeated. It is just yep. what everyone's doing. All right. On to the Big Ten. So, Ohio State, they have a ton of experience coming back at O-line and linebacker and obviously quarterback. They have a ton of talent at wide receiver but they're very young and relatively inexperienced. Their D-line and their safeties got just absolutely hammered by the draft. The only, re- the only way they – the only reason they have an upperclassman starter coming back is because he got injured and redshirted last year. I mean – But so here's best, the deal. Their two best players outside of Justin Fields got drafted in Jeff so, Okuda and J.K. Dobbins. So here's my deal. They've got – a guy that got injured in the spring that should be – he's got a six-month injury, so it's going to be rough. But he – behind J.K. Dobbins, he still managed to be top ten in the Big Ten in rushing last year. Uh, that's how much mop-up time he got. They also have Trey Sermon transferring in from Oklahoma. Yep. They average over 900 snaps, 925 snaps per person on the offensive line coming back. They have three guys that are over 1,000 snaps right now. Under their belt. Yeah. Next I, guy, the next guy has like 700 and then it's a, a, a backup or, or a freshman or something. And, and I don't even know if returning, like the lack of returners, you yeah. know, where it is. I don't even know if that matters because it's I, Ohio State's almost on the Alabama level of just replacing them with more studs. Well, yep. so what I'm saying is their O-line is going to be so, so stacked that it doesn't matter who they put back there with Justin Fields. But, and like obviously you would rather run for fifteen hundred yards. Obviously, you'd rather have Jeff Okuda in the secondary than whoever they replace him with. But I don't think they're going to be. Well, they're, replacing, their, they're not replacing with a scrub. You know, he's going to be another. Even, even their other safeties are 
went pro or graduated. I mean, they're, they're not returned. Garrett Wilson, their wide receiver, is going to take the next step into stardom this year. Dude's a right. fucking monster. So we already talked – okay, so Bowling Green State, we got a W. We already decided that they were going to beat Oregon. Buffalo. No, I think Oregon wins that. <laughs> I'm bullshitting Wait, I thought oh, – I'm no. bullshitting. When I see you again, I'm kicking you in your nuts. I'm bullshitting. Uh, Let's go. Buffalo, we give them a dub. Rutgers, dub. Iowa, dub. Anybody got any – just speak up if you don't agree. Oh, it's, it's at home. If it was at if it was at Iowa, you could. Right, it's at it's at it's at home. So no, nope, they don't have the children's hospital behind them. They they can't win. <laughs> at Michigan, we talking about there's State. probably more people in the children's hospital right now. <laughs> hey, you motherfucker, dude! It would be a an ass whooping of epic proportions. I'm talking Iowa State would do them as bad as I don't know Purdue or something like that would do <laughs> Iowa State. So. uh I also pulled something up. Ohio State has lost five home games in the last eight seasons. Five home games. Only one conference home game in the last eight seasons, nine seasons, since 2011, nine seasons. So I took that, and if they were playing at home, I gave them a win. Um. Then they play on the road at Michigan State. I think they're about to uh, become – Michigan State's about to become awful. They're about to become awful. That's yeah, but the difference opinion. between them and the, and the other awful teams you talked about is they have a quicker way out than everyone else. Everyone else is stuck for a while. Michigan State can get out soon because of the – Yeah, but we agree that it's a dub, right? Yes. Yeah. So then at Penn State – This is this, the game. Yeah. It's going to be wide out. It's going to be prime time. It's going to be Saturday night. It's going to be game day. Give me the Nittany Lions. Yeah, give me Ohio State. I'm so torn because there's something about that wide-out atmosphere that just, like, I want to pick Penn State so bad. I actually like Penn State a lot. I think they they remind me a hell of a lot of A&M in terms of the traditions and the atmosphere and everything. Oh, I'm torn. I'm torn. I'm torn. But I think I got to go to Ohio State just because in these kinds of games, I always go to who's the best player on the field, and it's Justin Fields. I Spoiler alert, I have Ohio State winning every game, and it's because they have Justin Fields and the other team doesn't. And I had Clemson win every game because they have Trevor Lawrence and the other team doesn't. Flounder? I'm going with uh, the Nittany Lions on this one. Fitty, fitty. That's cool. Nebraska, I mean, that's the game. Nebraska, Indiana at Maryland at Illinois. Anybody got Michigan winning? It's in the it's in uh, Ohio State. I don't think nah. it matters where it's at. Ohio State wins out. I don't okay. think it matters where. The, I I will say that. So like I brought up a Clemson trap game. Trap game here is the at Illinois game. Yeah. Illinois is not a bad team. They're slowly it's on the road. Slowly recruiting at a decent level. Like a, so like a that could be level, a slip up game. Level. You're looking, at, you're looking ahead to Michigan, even though, you know, Michigan, whatever. But, I mean, Ohio State, I'm looking at the schedule. They don't have to, they don't have to play Purdue, which could be – They don't be, have to play Purdue. They don't have to play Minnesota. Or Those are two big trap games. They got the best non-division, you know, cross-division schedule. I mean, they, they don't get to play Rutgers, but – They do play Rutgers. 
They do? Yeah, they do get yeah. to play Rutgers. Oh, and they got and the, the best. And they get to play Nebraska, who's the Rutgers of, you know, yeah. that division. So They, they got the best because no they don't Wisconsin, have to play Purdue no Minnesota. or Minnesota. Or no Wisconsin. And, yeah, either. and no Wisconsin. And that's, that's a dream. They yeah. got to get through Penn State. They don't have to play uh, our boy from Purdue either. King Doru? <laughs> no, not King Doru. No, it's um, – What, are you just going to let him just take Rondell Moore from Rondale you like that? Rondell Moore is obviously my boy. I knew – I was I'm pumping sharing, up Rondell Moore. Sharing, sharing is I was He's pumping up Rondell Moore before you even know who the fuck he was. This is a Rondell Moore fan club now, so we're going to quit Clearly, talking about it. Clearly, and I'm the president of it, bitch. Well, you can fuck off. So, anyways, guys, so – that is our rundown of the conference champions for the guy for not LSU and not Oklahoma because we're going to cover their conferences. Give me your percent chance of repeat for Ohio State, Oregon, and Clemson. I don't uh, know. conference championship repeat. I don't Ohio know. State okay, so repeats. What do you go first? Give me your percentage. Ohio State repeats at a seventy percent clip, and that's a very high number. Clemson repeats at a 85%, and that's just absurd because the rest of the ACC is kind of garbage. Um, Oregon repeats. I'll give it – I have them going 10-2, and two, but I think that's enough because the rest of the Pac-12 is so bad. I'll say 60% repeat. Louder, you want to go? I actually don't even remember covering Clemson, to be totally honest. You weren't paying attention, and we all agreed they were going 12-0. and 0. <laughs> Well, I don't remember. It, it was a chicken shit schedule. We just had to cover them. Oh, because I don't think they're going 12-0. and 0. Um, Oh, who do you have them losing to? You got to tell us who you got them losing then. Well, I'll go, we'll go down the list. At Georgia Tech, Louisville. Akron, Virginia, at Boston College, at Florida State, NC State, Syracuse, at Notre Dame, Citadel, Wake Forest, South Carolina. See, the only two that I would think that would give them any trouble at all would be Notre Dame or South Carolina, just because, like, those are those dark horse games that I feel like – because Notre Dame, my grandpa always used to complain about, and I'm sure y'all's as well, that they don't play in a real conference. Obviously, they don't. They're independent. But – I don't know. You never know, man. They could give them a fit. Um, I don't know. Maybe I take my. Maybe I take that back, uh, just because I didn't realize how cupcake their schedule actually was. It's bad. I I think that you know, outside of maybe a close game between those two, they definitely have one of the stronger percentage chances to repeat. Not stronger than Ohio State, though. Also, our percentages so, are going without major injury. Right. So. Mine might be a little lower than expected, but that's because all these teams have to win a conference championship game, which then, you know, even if you're a heavy favorite, you know, you win 70% of the time. And then you got to factor that in with to reach the game. They're not going to do that 100% of the time. So I've got Clemson at 75%. And that's, I've got them at like almost 100% chance of making the conference championship game. And then about a 75% chance of beating UNC in it. So that's that's about where I come up with the seventy-five. Ohio State, um, I've got them at I, I would put them at like sixty-five, sixty, sixty-five. 
um, which is just because I don't, I don't have a whole lot of faith in their division. I don't have a whole lot of faith in the Big Ten this year, honestly. Um, I don't love a lot of teams. Oregon, Oregon I'm going to put at 40%. Um, I think they will win. I don't think there's any team with a better percentage chance than them, but they're still got to go through their schedule, and then they have to beat probably Arizona State in the championship game, which will be closer to a 50-50 game than most people think. So I'm going to put them at 40%. Andrew, you got some percentages? Yeah, so for LSU, I feel like they probably got a better. We're not, we're not doing them right now. We're just Clemson, Ohio State, and Oregon. Okay, so for Clemson, I feel like they got about a 75% chance to uh, repeat. I'm kind of with James. I think they've got about a 100% chance of making it back to the conference championship. But I, I just don't know who gives them a real fit in the conference championship game, not in regular season play. So, um, you know, I, 75 might be low, but I think that that's probably where I've got them. And then you said Oregon and who else? Ohio State. Okay, so for Oregon, I'm going to go a little bit lower with them. I, I think, well, I don't know. I guess given their schedule, I, I could definitely see them getting back to it, but I don't know if I see them repeating as hard or as strongly. Like I'd probably get them about a 65% chance to repeat. And then uh, Ohio State, probably about a 79, 80% chance of repeating just because, you know, outside of a loss to the Nittany Lions or, you know, maybe an obscure team if, if Michigan were to actually pull something out of a hat this year, which is so unlikely, it's not even funny. Um, yeah, probably about an 80% chance for Ohio State to repeat for the Big Ten. Well, you know, Michigan actually might – have a chance at being a good team this year now if they don't have Shea Patterson holding them down. Fuck off. <laughs> All right, Jorfie, what you got? So, I'm going to do something crazy and say 90% on Clemson because I'm not buying into the UNC hype. I think if you're going to take Clemson down, you got to somehow make them slip up twice so, in the season. So, you think there's – almost a hundred percent chance that they win, they win their division. And then there's a 90% chance at least that they beat the other division winner. Yep. Okay. Just making sure you're aware of what that means. Yep. 90% so. like nine times out of 10, they I beat mean, that team. Because I gave 85%. Of, because, of, because of the type of game it is. High. Because of the type of game it is. Clemson's not going to show up to the conference championship and get tripped up in the conference championship at that point of the season. Their guns are blazing and they're ready to roll. They're going to be at the top of their game. Oh, I'm picking and them. To I win don't. It. I don't think UNC wins that game, but once every ten times. I, I think they're going to win that game, but man, if if, if the odds are that high, are that are at a ninety percent chance for them to and win. You also got to remember that they snuck out of their lives against them last year. They're not sneaking up on them. And Clemson is enormously has. So much more talent than UNC. I'm telling you, nine times out of ten, they win that game. At 10%, that's my argument there. Oregon, you know, it's kind of like you said, I really don't like anybody else. I think USC is going to be more tricky than people think. Don't think they're going to be good. Don't. I'm not sure about Arizona State. So, I'm going 55%. I think it's very likely they get there. They probably win it all and end up in the Rose Bowl at 10-2, and 11-2. Then Ohio State, 
This one's a tough one for me because I think they cakewalk into the conference championship and then they're going to have a battle with like a Wisconsin or somebody coming from the other division that they hadn't played yet. Um, but then again, if they're 11 and one and Penn state's 11 and one or 12, yeah. If, if they lose to Penn state, Penn state's got to lose two more. And who's Penn state going to listen to lose to. So I'm actually putting Ohio state's chance of repeat at 60%. So, um, I think there's there's several scenarios where they – and I think the reason Penn State wins that game is not because they're more talented or the better team, but because of the scenario around it, the atmosphere, where they're playing. Yeah. And just – and well, everything that goes along with it. So, I think there's a ch- – I think they could lose to Penn State and still get in, and that's why I put it at 60 and not lower than 50. And honestly, anything over 50 in, in these scenarios is just ridiculously high. If you know, a team to win their conference 50% of the time is just unreal when you're talking about a season. So, but that's man, how weak the ACC is. No, no, I agree with you. I'm just saying that's just, just because your percentage for Ohio state was 60 doesn't mean you're shitting on Ohio state. That's just realistic. Yeah. So that's what we Alrighty guys, so that's all we have for you today. Hope you enjoyed the previews and the stadium talk. Join us next week and we'll be covering Alabama and Oscar winning movies. And with that, we'll see you on the other side. Take it easy.